What's up, everybody? You're now tuned in to the Hey Now Podcast, a conversation with a bunch of nobodies. Hey Now. Pop Hater 420. Yeah. Big baby. Huh. I said I float like a butterfly, I sting like a bee I've been having conversations with a bunch of nobodies And you can tell them what's the topic, they gon' talk about it And they hit from every angle, swings just like Honda. My team steady winning, with no championships You like Wesley Johnson when I handle a shit My chain's on in the dark, it look like candles is lit I make all the plays, I do not ride the bench my efficiencies, 100%. I get paid to talk to jazz, I'm worth for Donovan Mitch. <laughs> you see all this fashion like Odell with the kicks. Dance moves a Brona, hit like Bronze Bomber. <laughs> Dame Miller, don't wanna switch up the clip. And I must protect this house like Curry is at his crib. Big baby buzzing like Kimber Walker. Shorty had a jump man's on, so I faded on her. I said I float like a butterfly, I sting like a bee. Having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. I said I float like a butterfly, I sting like a bee. Just having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. What's up, everybody? You're now tuned in to the Hey Now podcast. On this episode, we got my girl Marissa Flag. Marissa's an assistant coach at Seton Hall University. And I know her for some time. And the reason why I wanted to bring her on the show is because it's just her journey. You know, it wasn't all peaches and cream, you know. Um, it was up and down. But some way, somehow, she found a way to stay on top. And I think that's powerful. And I think that's a message that a lot of players, once they hear it, you know, can really motivate them and, and really get it, go after it. And... um I'm just happy she took time out of her schedule um, so we could sit down and chop it up and just have some good conversations. So um, enough of me. Sit back, enjoy the show, and hey now. What's up, everybody? You're not tuned in to the Hey Now podcast. A conversation with a bunch of nobodies. It's your boy, Kev, and Marissa. It's your boy, you already know what to do, when to do, how I do. What's your name? They know my name, it's the same game, I got fame, you know I maintain. What's your name? Juan G, baby, it's your boy. (laughs) Jennings, beloved, what's today, Thursday? Yeah. Right, Throwback Thursday. Thursday. All right, bet. I got a picture of flag in high school for Throwback Thursday. It will go on the summer jam screen. Shaq here, you know. Alright. <laughs> says the same thing every um, time. Damn, I wanted to start off today. Uh, Introduce us. Talk no, about no, your boys getting no, no, fucking swept. No, no, we're not going to talk about that. Because you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah, Knicks fan, you can't speak. You've never seen a championship in your lifetime. So, Marissa, who you wanted to win the championship? I want to go this way to win. Why? Did you, did you think they was going to sweep? Because she's a winner. That's why. I did think that. I did think they was going to sweep. Why, though? Like, you don't believe in LeBron James? No, I do not. First, no, that's because Flag, Flag likes Kobe. That don't count. You're right. That don't you're count. So you're going to be anti. That don't count. That don't count. That's 100% no, right. No. I think they didn't even talk about in the, the top players. They, they say LeBron and Jordan. Nah, nah. No. They don't say LeBron and Jordan. They say Jordan and LeBron. We we need to unpack something. You said you don't believe in LeBron. That sounds personal. 
No, what, what I, LeBron no, no, no. I you love nigga one on one. No, no, no. I love LeBron off the court. Like I think he's a great role model. I think he's a great dad. Mm. Um great like I philanthropist, yeah, husband, businessman. He doesn't do what he's told. He doesn't do what he's told. But I'm just I'm a Kobe fan, so I'm just not a LeBron fan at all. But I do think he's a very good player. Um I just don't think he has a supporting cast to help him. So that's you know, not his fault. Sweat. That's not his fault. So so you like No, it's not. So you like a person that copied everything from another person to the T. You do you think LeBron would have did better with the team he had before this team? No. No? So you don't think he would have done better with Kyrie he Irving? Got you wallet. No, they probably, probably would have got, got a win. That's, that's, that's it. Listen, because like like your man Kobe was here, he never got swept. No, never. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Kobe's been swept in the first round twice. Kobe's also missed the playoffs. This is after the Shaq era, and then he's the older. and uh, no, you, he was like thirty two. This is when he, he was, was when he was complaining that he wanted a trade. Then, then he wanted a trade, and then, and then that's before they got. He, he was so disrespecting off. Rudy Tomjanovich in front of everybody. <laughs> he, he he couldn't get to the finals to get swept. Listen, you know why? But he would never got swept in the finals. Yeah. He couldn't get to the finals to get swept. Kobe played by old school rules. Yeah, he, he does what he's told. Slaves. I don't talk about Kobe on the show. He ain't getting my limelight. I don't like Kobe. I don't, Kobe or Tim Duncan ain't getting no shot from me. So, uh, listen. All right, listen. Listen, my problem. Listen, my problem. He said, "Listen, my problem." They're the best. Tim Duncan dressed like my man, but nobody know who the cameraman is. I him. Flag, flag, flag. That's crazy. Your flag, your flag. You can't judge my man off for one day. I love him. I love him. I love him. she gonna take you to the C and Hall games, and you gonna take pictures. Yes. I'm judging him differently today. <laughs> I'm not because I like people that is different. But we're not going to go into Yo, that right now. Over, bro. <laughs> All right. So, no. Yo, I got another question. Yo, stop. Stop. My man, my man shaky out here. He got the... Yo, oh, you deserve that a little bit. For being late. Just take it in the chin, nigga. I got another question for you. Uh, Pause. One, where do you think uh, LeBron might go to? And two, do you think that LeBron may makes other players better? Yes, I do think he makes other players better. I think he holds them accountable. Um, it's, if you hear interviews from people on his team, they definitely say, you know, he's like, you need to be 30 minutes early, 30 minutes after practice. So I think he holds them accountable to be better, to not get to his level, but his, you know, the way that he competes, the way that he, his worth ethic. So I think he does make people better. Um, as for where he would go, Supposedly, it's rumors around his kid, like going to high school and LA. prep school and things of that nature. So, um, I think it'll be interesting. I, I would say somewhere probably on the West Coast, though. You think it needs the East? No. Yeah. No. No. I want to make a declaration. I think somewhere in the West Coast. Hold on, hold on. Let, let Brother Jennings get the declaration. I, I want to make a declaration. And then you go. Go ahead, get the declaration. <clears throat> and keep it at a minimum, because you know how you get right. All right, time <laughs> me. Time me. I need, like, 190 seconds. Got you. can get that. That's a minute and a half, bro. And then nine. No, that's. Yeah, that's why it's like, I love you. It's a little over three minutes. I call myself. Listen. 
if LeBron is serious about winning, right? He'll go to Houston. He has to go to Houston. Reason being, we a good team. Reason being, Chris Paul. LeBron. Not just that. LeBron played fourteen thousand minutes more than any player in the league this year. He ran himself into the ground right. in year fifteen. That is why he play, pays more than a million dollars though a year. A million and a half to conserve his body, but you're still a human being. You're not a robot. That nigga is not human. So in year 16, year 17, he needs to go somewhere where he only needs to play 65 games, maybe play 30 minutes a night. Playing with CP3 and Chris Paul, he can take games off. You mean Harden? Harden. 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 Yeah, ask the Henny. Playing with Harden and CP3. Playing with Harden and CP3. He can play 30 minutes a night and only play 65 games. You playing in Philly. Those guys are young. Ben Simmons can't shoot. You got to play 40 plus minutes. You go to LA. You still don't have enough to beat Golden State. You got to play 70 plus games. I disagree games. with you. I think Paul George and LeBron James are going to team up. They talking, and I think they're going to end up on the Chris same Chris Paul team. talking to him, too. All right, but Chris Paul's a free agent, too, so Chris Paul can leave anywhere he goes either. So Chris Paul could go straight to the Lakers, LeBron to the Lakers, Paul George to the Lakers, and... One more piece. And there was Not even because they got a good young. No, 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 they, they, need they need one more. I like Lonzo too, though. No, no. no, I don't like there that guy. What I seen you a hater. I don't like that guy. Hater. Paul George and LeBron. Now, Kawhi doesn't have leverage. He's still on the contract. I'm just saying, if that was that was to happen, I could see. Like, I'm and if it was a split, for you already know. It's not happening. So what you was gonna say, Sean? No way. If LeBron wants any way to maintain his legacy, Philadelphia. Not go to the West because there's no guarantee. That you're gonna go to the finals in the West. You stay in the East and you build. And go with build in year fifteen. Somehow, somehow you build? go back and you talk to Kyrie. No. Talk to niggas that's hey, the East been working. Listen, no. listen, listen. It's the, this is the only reason that LeBron has had his legacy is because he's been on the East. You think LeBron would have went to the finals every year if he's been on the West? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not every year. So the only way you maintain your legacy is if by staying on the East. You get you get something, bro. Come to the fucking Knicks. We'll present this. Then, then, <laughs> and, and listen, that should have been his fucking move. You gotta relax. You was, Yo, I listen. was wrong with you. I was with you. I fucked you. But then you gotta relax. But listen, you come. Yo, listen. Listen to it though. Preserving the legacy, right? Y'all talking about. Y'all talking about. He goes to the Knicks. His legacy will be washed. No way. No way. No way. Now that Porzingis stays. Yo, you sound like a scorned Knicks fan, bro. Bro, Porzingis. First of all, there's nothing wrong with being a Knicks fan. It's everything wrong with being a Knicks fan. First of all, y'all niggas. Y'all live in New York. Y'all from New York. Y'all I'm, I'm not from New York. Fuck the Knicks. Fuck James Dolan. I'm from Massachusetts. You know I am not from New York. Y'all, y'all I love New York, listen, but I'm not listen, from New York. Listen, we try to get sponsorship. Y'all niggas better talk good about the Knicks. We from New York. All right, listen. This is what we doing. I love Carmelo Anthony. Knicks. You heard? Anthony, too. I like Melo, too. Uh, all right. We're going to stop talking about the Knicks yeah, on this podcast. You sound like Spike Lee right now. Shout out to Spike Lee. LeBron going to the West is a mistake. Shout out to Spike Lee. Uh, that's, that's that's not I don't think and I don't think he gonna do that. I wanna switch it up. Lit. I'm tired of you uh 
Talking about this Nick stuff. First of all, but first, listen, of all, uh, first of all, first of all, where else you gonna see? Where else you gonna see greatness at? Greatness. You gonna fly to Cleveland Facts. to go see LeBron? Facts. Listen, if there's money, I'll fly to I'll fly to Africa to see LeBron James if I have money. Olvídate de esa vaina. Now switch it up with things. I see so, this nigga uh, throw $200 in a strip club. He ain't trying to go see the bro. Hey, 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 Yo, we're not going to talk about that hey, on this show. Jai. Strip club, I don't do. I don't believe in that. How you know I was just talking about you? Jack. Yo, edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> I don't go nowhere near there. Uh, so, <laughs> Flag, I want to ask you a question. I know uh, I know you for some time, and I know you you into music and all that. You know, you've been from Queens and shit. Um, so R.I.P. Chinks. How do you feel about uh, this whole uh, That's my Pusha T? I like him. Uh, I don't mean that funny. Um, Gabby, I need you to shut up. Uh, how you feel about this whole Pusha T? Drake and uh, Jad and Jay Prince saying, you know, putting basically. Uh, After she speaks her piece, I have you something said, to uh, say. Brother, I know you passionate about it. Janice, we know you. you Jenny, you I need you to. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I need you to know you're part of this. You know, you're going to get a chance to speak. Like the camera records you too, bro. You heard? Something to say about that. Yeah, so how you feel about, you know, Jay Prince stepping in, being the OG, saying, you know, putting into this? Or do you feel like Drake should have been replied? You gotta be fucked up. How's your take on that? I don't know if you've really been in tune. I would say I, I can't say too, too much because I'm, I haven't heard the Drake disc. I only heard the Pusha T. That's disrespectful. So, yeah, I know. Sorry. I'm not, like, on social media all the time. So, uh, <laughs> but um, I think, I, like I said, I didn't hear Drake's part, but I did hear Pusha T's. And I think, like, it was no coming back from that. Like, he got personal took a couple shots and boom, he ended it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now maybe it could have been a little promotion behind, like his CD mm-hmm. had just came out, you know, you want to get it buzzing. Granted, he has his own fan base, he is popular, so I don't think he needed it, but you know, it helped yeah, okay. make Gab- him relevant again. Gabby, what's your take before we go oh, on? Before, the I just want to know her, her input on, how do you feel about the J Prince coming to to, to the, the rescue, you know what I'm saying? But being the, being you, you worded it right. Being in, in the situation. You worded it right. And seeing other you, rap battles and being in from, you know, seeing that era and whatever. How do you feel about that? Um, I think probably he was thinking probably what everybody else was thinking. Like, all right, there's no coming back. Like, enough. Like, <laughs> You know, let me just put the hammer down. But that's not and what like he Drake. said. I like Drake. No, I, I do. Like I, I, yeah, I like Drake. Drake. I, I, but he put the hammer down. Enough is enough. Yo, last time I checked, they said Gabby. <laughs> I, last time I checked. <laughs> yeah, I think Gabby, go ahead, Gabby, because Flag got Last time you checked, go ahead. First of all, y'all pissing me the hell off. <laughs> and listen, Drake is going to respond. Jazz Prince is, is, is the smoke screen right now. Yeah, listen, Jazz Prince is the smokescreen. Jazz Prince is an OG. He told Drake, yo, Drake, let this shit die down a little bit. And then he hit him where it hurts. <laughs> hit him strong, hit him hard, pause, but hit him. I'm ready. And at the end of the day, my man is going to hit him. I'm ready. But he's not going to hit him now because his album coming out. He's still going to sell records because all the white kids love Drizzy. And he's gonna sell way more records. White America and black women love Drake. And at the end, 
like like he's having to. All the Spanish girls love him. Like he's having to. No, all the Spanish girls love Drake like he's having to. Like he's having to. Like he's like he's having to. Yeah, listen, Drake. Drake is gonna. All right, yo, but. So I'm not talking. Like he's I'm not talking. I'm not talking. I'm not sitting on toilet paper and I'm not talking. But I'm really sitting on toilet paper. But listen. At the end of the day, Drake is Drake got a little album coming through. He gonna sell some records. He helped push a push some records out. You know that invoice came through. And Dr- I just, he charged them for it? Yeah. Oh, okay. He charged them for it. I don't know if he got paid for it, but the, he <laughs> definitely charged them. All right, so, so I'm, with, I'm with Gabby on this stand, so y'all not going to hear from me. So now we're going to get into Brother Jennings. Just prepare yourself that this rant might be a, a, a little long. Uh, so go ahead, Jennings. Go ahead, Jennings. So. It's going to be a long one. No, you know, you know what my opinion is on this Drake Pusha T battle? You never had an OG, first of all. I have OGs. No, you don't. Now yeah. gangster OGs. No, 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 I do. So you know niggas that sold mad drugs before? Yeah, Gabby, yeah no, Gabby I do. Talk. I Go do. Ahead, brother Jennings. I do. Amen. You know what my OGs told me? To be off. Every day. Edit that. If I had an issue with another man, I was groomed and equipped to deal with my issue with that man. I didn't get a bailout. I mean, nobody here got a bailout. Let him talk. Let him talk. Because you know it's going to take more. This saga with Pusha T and uh, Drake is a quarrel between privilege versus culture. Oh, oh my god. You have Pusha T, who writes his own rhymes, who makes it a point to put time into his craft as an MC, as a lyricist, versus somebody who I can compare to uh, Vanilla Ice or. Millie Vanilli. Drake is... But none of them was half black. Let me finish. Can I finish? No, because you're pissing me off. Can I finish? Drake panders to the emotions of women of color. I love women of color. I love them too. They're the backbone of every black family. I only say that, man, because Drake be saying some racist shit. Nigga, it's Drake. It's Drake. It's Drake. It's Drake. It's Drake. It's It's Drake. It's Drake. It's Drake. It's Drake. It's Drake. It's Drake. It's It's Drake. It's Drake. Finds him marketable. Agree. So we're dealing with A list brand versus a B minus brand. And that's not true because Kanye West is an A brand. We're he talk- sold 500,000. We're talking about Pusha T. All right, but Pusha T is in Beloved. Kanye's camp. Beloved. Beloved. That's what's happening. He right. got the same love cut. Co- no, he does not. No, he does not. Finish, beloved. So this is. And my whole thing is, I'm an 80s baby, so pardon the millennials of the 90s. My only issue with Drake, if you don't write your rhymes, stop trying to campaign for the top five conversation. 
So they write uh, three, That's, four songs about Beloved. him, and he writes, he don't write no rhymes. He does write, but he gets a lot of help. And he didn't want that to come out. So he didn't help Kanye go, West's you, album? You can't go to Funk Flex. The best song on Kanye West's album, who wrote you the hook? You can't go to Funk Flex. Who wrote Flex. the hook on the best song on Kanye West's album? You can't go to Funk Flex. Who wrote Flex. the hook? I'm just asking. Him, can you answer my question? Lie, bro. And you know what's crazy? Before I knew he wrote the hook, I was like, yo. You can't. Can you answer that question? You can't. Can I finish? Can I? That is the best song. I can't finish. That's the. We need a bailiff. Anybody else I ask is the best song. We need a bailiff. We need a bailiff. I'm being. I'm being cut off mid sentence. We need a bailiff. It's just the dark skin don't like light skin. No, and I'm in between skin. Can I finish, beloved? I'm light and dark. Go ahead, beloved. I'm like end off. So this this is my. <laughs> okay, so this is my problem. Drake, you're mainstream, you're A-list, you make great music, but you still have insecurities where you want the credibility of the hip hop purists. You cannot engage in a battle and respond with a press release. That's not hip hop. It's not hip hop at all. Drake, you know who Drake reminds me of? I've had the fortune of living in the inner city and living in the suburbs. Drake is that kid who wants street cred but his dad's police chief and every time he gets pulled over, he gets a pass. You a hater. That's no, no, I'm saying that. I would think you grew up finish. with Drake. Let me finish. finish. Let me finish. Drake Let me finish. Drake Let me finish. Drake Pause. So, so Drake, so Drake, make your hit records. Do not battle anymore. You responded with a press release. The women of color who support Drake, he should be proud that he's a parent. I wouldn't hang out with any man who hides their child. But you don't know I just the situation. Wouldn't. You just go on I, social this, media, beloved, though. Beloved, beloved. Yeah, that's too stuck on social media in 2018, my nigga, for real. Millions, millions Can I finish what I'm saying? Social beloved? media is crazy. If that is my child? Nigga, I'm going to show you niggas my child. So, so like, all I'm saying, Drake, how you niggas don't even Drake, know the girls I'm with? Drake, Drake. So why the fuck am I going to tell you? I don't Drake. show my kid like that, Shaq. Kev. But listen. Kev, guys, guys. No, I wouldn't. Guys, I I want to finish what I'm saying. I love my daughter. I understand some of you guys support Drake, but you cannot respond with a press release in a battle. That's not hip hop. Baby buzzing like Kimber Walker. Shorty had a jump man's on, so I faded on her. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Just having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. Now that we're back after a good long break, much needed break, we have our guest, Marissa, Marissa, Marissa Flag. No more dog So now I wanted to ask you, what uh, what got you into basketball? Like, where did you get that that craving for? At what age? I probably started playing. I probably was like either in fourth or fifth grade, and um. I had zero interest in playing basketball, but my older brother played, and I went to all his games. Um, I actually used to cheerlead, oddly. Um, and then, yeah, and then um, one day he's like, listen, like, yeah, you come to all my games, why you just don't learn how to play? And I just picked it up quick, and 
By the time I got to the sixth grade, I was like, good. So, oh, so you got it basically from being around friends. Yeah, life. just watching and like my mom was like a teen mom, so she you know, at she's at all the games. <laughs> so um, I, I was ask. around it for you know as long as I could remember, but I didn't like start getting into it probably until like fourth or fifth grade. Alright, so another thing, so after that, uh, you went to uh, Cardoza, Benjamin Cardoza? Yes. Queens, New York, uh, and you yeah, actually it. became uh, a pretty good player, ironically. She was actually very good. <laughs> Kev loves her, and Kev is just not feeling her right now, maybe. But Kev know what it is. Kev, Marissa is a is a beast. No, no, honestly, the first. And shout out to her brother Nick Flag. That's my guy. I don't know the little brother too much, but that's my guy too. The little one. All right, I know Nick though. Shout out to my boy. Oh, <coughs> uh, family so now, tree. Hey, you went to uh, Cardoza, and I know you went there because of your brother. Now, while you was there, did you feel at some point that um, you was tired of people saying like, "Oh, hey, that's Nick's little sister." Oh, that's of Nick's course. <laughs> oh, Nick's little sister played basketball. Yeah. Oh, Nick's little sister died. Very uh, true. How that? Uh, well, for, well, everybody used to call me Little Nick, so you gotta stop people and say, "Hi, my name is Marissa." So, um, yeah, you got to check them real quick. Um, but you know what? It's, it was a gift and a curse. Um, you know, he set the foundation, like, basketball-wise. Um, and then socially as well. Like, it's cool to have an older brother who, you know, goes to school with you and who's popular. So, um, but the bad part of it is you're always being watched. Like, I have, like, 50 brothers in high school. So, it's like you're always... Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I was always under scrutiny, for sure. So, like I said, it was bittersweet. But um, it was good to have, you know, support, like, especially basketball-wise. Um, you know, girls' basketball wasn't, you know, as big as boys' basketball. So, um, the fact that, like, you know, I used to have the games rocking was, like, pretty cool. But, um... It was a talent standpoint as well, but you know, just having fan support and family support was always cool. Uh, oh, I was just gonna say something. Go, go, go. Let me take. I don't know if you remember. You remember when you was a freshman? Uh, <laughs> honest, I, you gotta remember this game because it's probably like your best game you probably. Nah, had. I had a lot of good games. Freshman year, they put you in the. Kevin's a Marissa Hader. You had twenty-five. That was her best game that? for Who sure. Bishop Lagley. <laughs> For real. I know, I know your best player, the best player at that time was hurt. He was a freshman. And they put you in the second half. Your guys ended up winning. You actually won like MVP of the yeah. tournament. Oh. Damn, I forgot what's the name of it. What were you doing at this game, Kevin? I used to go to all the games. But you know, yeah, and you know what? And I feel like times have changed as well. Because I feel like when we were growing up, like, you went to basketball games. Like, you watched. No, 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 guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 No, you watched, like, other people in the city play. Like, whether you knew them or you didn't know them, I feel like you just were, like, a sponge and, you know, a fan of the game. No, I totally agree with you because uh, I always said that after, like, so James, knowing them, and and me after, like, we stopped hooping in college basketball, I really. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I was leading into. I thought you were going to say, like, you know, because I thought this was the game you were talking about, like, Rice. Oh, no, no. Actually, yeah, yeah. Well, when I first seen her play, she actually played FDA. Yeah. At, uh, you actually was there because we played Tilden.
Uh, you remember it? Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Did I? I think, uh, yeah, you scored some baskets. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, what was your, like, your biggest, like, memory in high school? Um, Basketball-wise. Basketball-wise, um, it's funny. We went for, for my high school team, like, we weren't that talented. Um, you know, we had, I probably was the only one on my team that, no, no, I'm lying, excuse me. Well, my other teammate won Division One as well. But, you know, we had D2 players, kids that, she, um, her name is Nikki, she wound up going to St. Peter's. Okay. But, um, you know, we didn't have, like, what high schools have now with an overload of, like, Division One kids all going right. to the same school. You know, we just had a group of girls that, you know, were competitive, that played hard, you know, that wanted to win. Um, and it was funny because back in the day, like, Bertram was the powerhouse. So, I kid you not, I, I lost to them, I want to say, three years straight in the Elite Eight. You know, to get to St. John's. I used to hit a joint that went to um, Bertram. <laughs> so, um, you know, with that being said, it was always like a competitive, like playoff run in the PSAL. Um, I would say probably my most exciting thing is like just the accolades, like first team all city or you know player of the year for Queens, like things of that nature. Yes, a thousand points. Um, yeah, things of that nature. But I would say too, like. I give a lot of credit to my high school coach. Like, you know, he didn't work out at school. Like, he came all the way from the other side of Queens. Um, like, he was very invested in us. Um, so it was sad to see him, you know, like, leave after. But, like, most coaches aren't invested, like, especially high school coaches. Now, I don't feel personally because I go to games and I see it. I don't feel like they're as invested as my coach was for a group of kids that really didn't have aspirations to play basketball outside of high school. So. I have a. Um, I have a question. So you're not from Queens? No, I am from Queens. You are. You are from Queens. I am from oh, Queens. okay. So the commute wasn't. No, it it was on the other side of Queens. Like I lived on the Jamaica side. My school was probably. I had to take two buses to high school. So to go to Cardozo. To go to Cardozo. Okay. All right. Cool. Who's so your, who's your toughest cop? Who used to go at it on the AU circuit? It's funny. AU back then wasn't as big as it is now. So like, well for girls, for girls, for girls, yeah. We did, you know what we? And it's funny, I was just explaining this to somebody the other day. We did a lot of local tournaments, like West Four, like Rod Strickland, Uptown Challenge, like things of that nature. We probably had, well, no, we didn't have it for girls though, but that was for boys. Yeah. But you know, we UDC? only went. No, they didn't. Oh yeah, we did for UDC. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah girls. Because yeah. I remember we before did, and the trophies were huge. it was the yeah. Yes. Um, That's when I gave Cash Curtis an Ega 18 and they got me kicked <laughs> out the game. I just needed to throw that out there because I was busting they ass. Time you work for FedEx now. <laughs> and these niggas is getting money. You heard, Shaq? But it's all good. I'm going to remember that. Let's not, let's not digress. Let's, let's not go. Digress. Let's, let's not bad. digress. I just have to throw that let's out there. Digress. Right? Let's not digress. Let's not digress. They got me kicked out the game. They survived. Okay. But you, we went to, um, I want to say... Nationals was huge. Like we went Nationals to, in Florida. Yes, we okay. went two and one year was in Why Tennessee. Why were the sports? Yes, Why were the okay. sports? We went one year and then we went to Tennessee and my team was pretty good. I used to I and used to we do went, my little thing yeah, too. Yeah, we went to the championship two years back to back. Um, so we had a good team and we were representing who, New York. Uh, who you was playing? Who you played in for? Uh, Tina was on my team. She plays on the Liberty now. Um, Tina Tina Charles. Tina Charles. Yeah, okay. that was my AU teammate. Still one of my closest friends. Um. Our, my other teammate, uh, Melanie, she wound up going to Stanford. 
My other teammate, Tima, she went to UMass. Um, we had a couple kids, other two kids that probably went mid-major D1 and then a couple D2. So, okay. you know, we just had a lot of kids that played hard. That Like, we were coached well because we all knew how to play. And, you know, we responded. We were city kids. Like, we just knew one way. And that was go out there and get it done. So. And the most interesting fact, what, what are these people doing today? Um, Tina still plays. She's in the WNBA. Um, nice. Yes. Big up to the WNBA. Not enough. Big, big shout out to the Liberty. Big shout out. Yes. Big shout out to the Liberty for Continue. sure. Um, a couple of my teammates. Um, some stayed where they went to school at. Um, okay. Some are still involved in coaching, like AAU or high school. Um, so staying around the game. A couple of them have regular nine to five jobs, but nice. you know it's somehow still, still we good. yeah, still but somehow good. we all still are connected to basketball. Whether they come support me, which I think is huge. Um, or you know just like summer league games or things of that nature, just to kind of reminisce. No, bums. no, no bums, no bums. I got, I got a good question. <laughs> Do you think in the next five years you see yourself as a head coach in a big D one school? Five. I do have aspirations to be a head coach. I would love to go back to Iona and be the head coach. Like, it would be ideal for me. Um, just, you know, a place I played, a place, you know, where I've met a lot of my closest friends. Um, my it's daughter, a basketball community. And my daughter want to go there because her aunt go there right now. Oh, okay. So, see, it's, it's local. You know, I'm not too far from home. Um, I, it's funny. I joke with the head coach now that's currently there. And I always tell her, like, listen, when you move on to take another job, call me. Me. I'm there. Sign me up. I'm, I'm willing to step in right away. So. I, I, I got a couple of questions. <laughs> the, the, the basketball journey is very complex. It could take a lot of different paths. Yes. So a few things I want the people to unpack about you. When did you know you were a Division One caliber athlete coming out of high school? Talking to other girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the fact, like, I was producing at, a like, a young age. Like, mm -hmm. I think I, you know, put myself out there, like, my freshman year. Like, you know, some people wait to, like, their sophomore or junior year to, you know, get recognition or evolve into the player that they were. But, like I said, I was a quick learner, and I was, like, on it ASAP. The recruiting process, because that's... Um, a vital part of you know the decision process for student athletes in high school. Um, how many schools recruited you? It's, it's kind of a convoluted question. How many schools recruited you, and what made you choose Iona um, besides the other schools that maybe recruited you? It, it's funny you ask that because I didn't have a traditional like recruiting like frame. I would mm -hmm. say like. Um, I was a good student. I could have been better. Um, so I had like complications, like taking SATs. Like okay. it took me so long to just get the grade that I needed to, a to SATs get. SATs are culturally biased. Of course. So and it's mm -hmm. funny now. I, no, this is a, this is not my opinion. It's a fact. It's funny it's a now fact. that you know they have a sliding scale now. So the better your GPA is, the lower you could get on your SATs. So yes. things have really? evolved. That's, that's yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that's have crazy. evolved and things have changed. I wish it was than that back then mm -hmm. but um you know so it did take me some time um and but could that be because like the cheat the, the, te the teachers are cheating for you the kids no no i think just a fairness i'd investigate that <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not i'm just saying i'm just saying but I'm, I'm not saying you. No, 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 not me, not I'm me. Trust saying. and believe, not me. Yeah. I wish. Um, like, like our generation was totally different. 
I agree. That's that's what I wanted. Like our generation was totally different. Like these kids now who are trying to balance school and basketball, I don't feel like they have equality nowhere. They're not getting the type of principles that we got when we were playing basketball, and they're not getting the type of principles we got in the education. Can you can you agree or or, or disagree? I I think now it's more resources than we had, like basketball wise and education wise, like. I'm talking about the school. Yeah, because think something as small as SAT prep. Like, if you went to public school, like, you didn't really have that. Like, Mm -hmm. if you went to Catholic school, you probably did. But we we had SAT prep. I didn't. I didn't have that. Yeah, I was saying we didn't didn't have have that either. I was on my own. You also got to understand FDA wasn't your typical public school. It wasn't your typical public school. Yeah, it was like a specialized. Yeah, yeah, it was like a really like a preparatory school. So we had access to those things. Nigga, Kennedy? Didn't have that, yeah. So that's the difference. Yeah, so I think I think they have more access to things that we probably didn't. Um, and in a weird way, I guess like it's not traditional for us because we didn't grow up that way. But the fact like trainers and open gyms and you know just access to recruiting services more, online. Yeah, yeah, recruiting services. Right. More like, AAU teams. Yes, more AAU, more tournaments, just things of that nature that we didn't have. I think. Gives them that extra, you know. But I want boost. you to unpack your recruiting process. You went to Iona. I did. And there, it's funny because, so I originally committed to VCU out of high school. Okay. Um, But like I said. What my, made you commit to VCU? I love the school. I love the coaching staff. Um, I love... <laughs> I love the con- I love the conference. The fact that I could come back and play against Hofstra and that my okay. friends and family could come. Like it wasn't too too far. Like mm-hmm. I could get home on the weekends if I really wanted to. Yeah. So um, I enjoyed everything about that. Um, in regards to like I said, my SAT. So I didn't qualify right okay. away. So I had I took that late SAT, mm-hmm. which was like June I believe or whatever, mm-hmm. and I still didn't get it. So I was like a partial qualifier. Okay. So then I like opened my recommitment back up because I was like, shoot, I was like, Dad, if I can't go, like, I don't want to sit out, like, things that I just, so I actually took a couple junior college visits, um, to the number one and the number two Juco. And what in, schools in were those? Trinity Valley and, um, Monroe Upstate in Rochester. Okay. So I took visits to those two schools, um, they were one and two in the country, one just won a national championship for junior college. So I was going to a good junior college because mm-hmm. I did decide mm-hmm. to go that route. Um, but luckily, um, I had took another visit um to utep and then iona had called my au coach because school had started and they're like well you know mercy's not on anybody roster like what's going on like what's yeah. she doing or whatever so um they reached out to my au coach he took me on the visits um i said to myself listen if i'm gonna have to sit out because i had to sit out a semester mm-hmm. so i was like if i'm gonna sit out i'd rather be close to home close so to but home. i did enjoy the coaching staff at iona who i currently work for so my boss was my college coach. Okay. So um, I enjoyed the coaching staff. I enjoyed the school, um, the conference. So you went there, you sat out. And then I played right after. Okay, cool. So it was it was a different journey. I wouldn't say difficult because it wasn't. Um, I put it on myself, so it wasn't difficult. Um, what I do pride myself on is the fact that I promised my mom, even though I started you know, a semester late that mm-hmm. I would graduate on time, and I did. You did. And I got my master's, so. Master from Iona? Yes. Okay, cool. So cool. I pride myself on getting it done, even though. And I you have, have no student no student loans? A small one, a tiny oh, one, because I have to pay for two classes. So okay. a tiny one, okay, a tiny cool, one. Cool. So not much. Um, so I wanted to ask you, we spoke a little earlier about the knee, the knee situation. Yeah. The, the knee injuries. <laughs> uh, Patrick so you, Ewing. Oh, a little background. <laughs> so you finished. A little background. 
Your boy Shaq is fresh off an ACL reconstruction surgery. I hope your job pay you for that. Of course. That was $120,000 surgery. Oh, no wonder you out here buying Hennessy bottles and shit. <laughs> now, I'm coming to, now I'm coming to the conclusion. So, uh, yeah, did that, uh, did that play in, uh, did your injuries, because uh, I know you finished college. Mm -hmm. I know you played pro ball a little mm -hmm. bit. So now you get the injury. So once you got that injury, like, what was, uh, what was your mind frame? Like, did you say, like, damn, I'm not trying to go through this rehab process again? Or, man, what's going to be my next, you know, do I still want to be in <coughs> basketball, you know? Or do I want to step away from the game because I'm still getting hurt? You know? But what was your options? Life hit me. Like, you know, when you play basketball your whole life, you never think you're going to stop playing basketball. So, um... You know, I thought about it. Um, my doctor, who's great, um, he actually's in Manhattan. He actually works for the Nets, Dr. Williams. Um, you know, he sat me down. He's like, Marissa, listen, either you get the surgery, sit out a year and don't play anymore, or, you know, I'll help you rehab. And if you want to go back and play, I can get you stronger and you'll be okay. You might have arthritis by the time you turn 30, but he's like, I could get you together. And then um, I went back and forth about it. I really did because, like I said, I never saw myself not playing. So um, after, like, thinking it through, um, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put my degree to use. Um, you know, I'm going to stay around it as much as I can. So I worked. Um, I was what was your first job? I worked at Madison Square Gardens, and I worked at a sports company in Brooklyn. Okay, cool. And then I coached high school as well. So yeah. um, St. Anthony's in Long Island. Exactly. It was different. I was the head coach for the freshman team, and then I helped with the varsity team as well. Um, and then I, that coach, that coach varsity also coached um, Riverside, so I helped them with that as well. Okay. Um, so, okay. yeah, I, I stuck around it, um, grew interest. Um, I always thank Kenny for opening the door for me to get into Kenny. Parham, he actually okay. was the coach there. So I um, thank him for, you know, opening the door for me to – you know, see if I like coaching, get my feet wet. Um, and it's so funny because my AAU coach at Abyssinia always said that I would coach. And um, Did you feel that way? I didn't. I did not feel that at all. Like, <laughs> I definitely no, didn't older feel people that way. usually see things in young people that they don't, they see, don't see in themselves. themselves. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Very, very true. And the fact that, like, I, like, always love kids. I feel like I communicate well. So I think maybe it's, like, traits like those that he probably seen in himself that I kind of mirrored in a sense. So um, he always said it, but I didn't believe in it. And the fact that, you know, God rest his soul, I wish he was here to see it. But um, it's, like, rewarding to, okay. like, coach now. So how would you get – should you ask that or should I ask that? Okay. So talk to me about the process of being at Seton Hall as a coach. Like I said, coaching is rewarding because you are a woman of many hats. Mm -hmm. um, you're a coach, you're a mentor, you're a role model. Um, you're so many different things, and, you know, you have 13 young ladies, like, looking up to you. So um, I'm always mindful of how I carry myself, mm -hmm. um, you know, on and off the court. Mm -hmm. um, that's huge for me. I'm not saying I don't stay true to who I am because I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm so young, so, of course, I like to have fun and go out and be with my friends and 
Listen here, we, we were man. smoking hookah the other day. You feel me? That's my Look, edit, edit that, edit Yo, that. NCA clearance. She has, edit that. She has realized they come. She's not a bum, and you already know she is my hun. <laughs> Until my man come back. <laughs> Had to throw that out there. Really? So, All right. <laughs> so I um. And like I said, I work for my college coach, so mm-hmm. we have a great relationship. We've known each other. So your your college coach transitioned from Iona to, to Seton Hall, and we're the going connection, into our sixth season. the connection was already there. So you transitioned yeah, with we've your coach. We always kept in touch throughout okay. the years. Like I said, I was working, so we always kept in touch. Like I always went to Iona games, like mm-hmm. alumni events, okay. and things of that nature. So we always kept in contact. And then when he took the job. Uh, he called me and asked me would I be interested in coaching. Um, he was taking over a new job, you know, mm-hmm. inheriting a team that he thought like I could connect with the girls well. Um, you know, trust is huge in coaching. Yeah. And you know if and age is a big difference. Too. Very true. So if you know, they all listen to you before, before they listen to a forty. And what they relate to, and and that's yeah. the thing with this generation. We are in a show me better than you could tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that was huge for him, just to have a different dynamic on staff. Um, and everybody's, you know, different on our current staff. Um, but, you know, that's the thing that he needed from me. And the fact that I'm, like, huge on player development. Yeah. Like, you know, I like the fact of, you know, being able to get people better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he knows I'm passionate about that. I was like that in college as well. So um, that's something that I brought to the table as well. Um, he always prides me on being a good recruiter. Like, you know, I know what he wants. I played for him. So, you know, I know what, you know, type of player he's looking for, you know, what characteristics they're supposed to have. Um, so so without going too left, mm-hmm. what is the recruiting process like for you in 2018 as <laughs> opposed to what the cr- recruiting process when was started. when you was being recruited? Oh, it's social media has changed recruiting to a whole nother platform. Like okay. coaches look at social media. Of course we do, and that's kind of how we communicate with a lot of our players as well, or recruits. Like during live period, yes. FBI, oh, yeah. NCA, yeah. So don't come for her. Live during live period, <laughs> during live period. Go ahead though. Yes, only during through live period. Um, and you know, due to NCAA like um certifications. You know, it's only certain times that we can recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think social media has changed drastically for good and for bad. Um, you know, we didn't have that growing up. So it's funny. I always say this. I'm like, thank God I didn't have social media. I'd have been cursing my coach right on out yeah. after every game. <laughs> yeah, I'd have, it'd have been over. <laughs> it definitely would have been over. So, um, you know, social media is huge. Like, these kids, you know, want to take pictures. You know, they want to say who offered them on social media. Mm-hmm. Um it's a good way to kind of find out who you're recruiting also. Okay. Like, and I'm not saying that it just because you post certain things, like, oh, you partying, you doing all this stuff, that it deters us. But we do want to know who we're recruiting. How do you represent yourself yeah, in the public eye? yourself and things like that. Because what you do now, you're going to so, do when we get you too. So, so that, that does play a, a big deal. You know, it does. Character is huge. Character is huge. And, and think about it. That's my livelihood. Like, you know, this is how, you know, I pay my bills and things like that. So... If I'm taking a risk on a kid that, you know, isn't, you know... Has some character flaws. Yeah, for sure. Or, you or know, some demons they battle in certain mm-hmm. ways. Like, it's kind of hard at the end of the day to take the kid who has those same, you know, 
skill set that that person has, but you know they're a better person or or things of that nature. So you kind of want to lean towards people of good character and you know people that are going to represent your program uh, and yourself. I so, I got a question that's eating at me. I have a few, but <laughs> who's the best kid you've ever recruited? That reminds you of yourself. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. It's funny. I see kids on the circuit that I'm like, oh my gosh, you remind me of myself. Or mm-hmm. you know, especially a lot of local like New York kids because I'm still you know connected to high school coaches here, AAU coaches here, mm-hmm. and they'll give me a call like, oh, this kid reminds me of you when you know you was in mm-hmm. seventh grade or you know when you were in high school or things like that. So it, it's just it's crazy because time flies and you know I'm not that far removed, but. Just to see, you know, the talent and, you know, kids and just being able to give back and, you know, share knowledge. I okay. think it's huge, but it's hard to say one So you don't want to pinpoint kid. one? Yeah, it's okay. really, really hard. All right. Um, so when uh, you ever get, when you're coaching, uh, when you're coaching your players, you ever get the sense that they just feel like you're just talking and, like, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know your background, you feel me? They feel like... What is Coach Flag talking about? She can't tell me. <laughs> she never played ball in her life. So I guess my question is, you ever, like, told her, let me suit up and let me show you. Know, like, of course, suit. of course, and it's funny. My first year and a half, I used to practice with them. So, you know, that kind of shut a couple of them up. Like, all right, Coach Marissa got it. Like, she's still, she's she still okay. Buy, she and it's it. funny, I actually, I, I hopped in recently, too, because uh, we were down a couple players. So, um... They're like, oh, question myself, where'd you get that from? Or, you know, things like that. So, and, I, and we run individuals as well. So, you know, I have to show them sometimes that they're not doing it correctly. So, um, I, you gain a little bit of respect that way. They still think they're better than you, regardless of the fact. But, but still, does, does that, um, I guess, by you, you know, being a former player, makes it, the, makes it a little easier for them to kind of like. Relate. I, I think so. I think so. And like I said earlier, like we're in a show me better than you could tell me. Um, it's funny because like I'm big on film and kids swear they don't do things. And you have to actually show them on tape that listen, like this is what you did. Like so it, they don't believe you until you show it to them. But you know, it's so it's little things like that. I think, you know, I feel like maybe our generation was a little bit more receptive to than, you know, everybody thinks they're right in this generation, so Film is like huge. Um, right now, coaching is, you know, is, is your passion. Is, do you have like any passion like outside of coaching, or is just coaching just like to consume so much of your time? No, actually, not like I have like interest in like maybe possibly like working in the NBA, um, mm. doing like either player relations or community relations. Um, that's what I got my master's in in PR. So. Um, I've uh, kind of mirrored a couple of people that are in those positions and reached out to them just to get like professional career insight. Um, Cause you never know, you know, where life takes you, you know, what God has in store for you. So I always try to be a step ahead and always have a plan B um, just in case. So it's interesting to me. Um, I can't say that I would think I would get outside of athletics. But um, that probably would be the next direction that I would PR go PR player so relationship. That's all. So, Riz, yeah. I asked you if you thought about coaching in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any specific school you always had a dream of coaching? Like, 
Besides Iona, because obviously you went there, so yeah. you know you feel comfortable there. You know the whole campus. Yes. You know how the campus works. You know how everything works. Besides Iona, is there anywhere you would like to coach that you think one day eventually somebody retires, you're going to go for that job? Like you're going to send your resume and all that? I know this is bad to say because they're in our conference, but I would say St. John's. Like, you know, I grew up going to, you know, college games at St. John's. It's in Queens. Um, That's home for me. I could see you there, too. I don't don't, want to say that out loud, but, you know, because we play against them every year. But I would say St. John's, though. But as long as you play them, you always want to bust their ass. Of course. But but I'm talking about, like, a dream job. Yeah, I was saying St. John's. All right. I'm not talking about right now. I'm yeah. talking about in the future. In the future. All right. Yes. I was yeah, saying St. John's. I want you to, you know. So now, uh, but, 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 but let's, let's dive a little deeper into that. Like, she, she also said she wanted a job in the NBA. Or what do you mean, like, the WNBA? No, in, in the NBA. Like, like I said, either um, player relations or community relations. Just because I still want to work with kids. Um, I still want to have that connection to basketball. Um so, so, but not, you know, on the court, per se. I, I, if, I, I feel you with that, but my question is more so, like, do you have any suggestions for the WNBA to get itself to the NBA so that you can have that same position comfortably in the WNBA? The money just isn't there. But that's what I'm saying. So do you have a suggestion for... To build a notoriety of the WNBA? I just honestly think women's basketball will never be on the same pedestal as men's basketball. Why is that? The backing, the money, um, the fan base. Um, and, and the white man. Just say it. The <laughs> white man is all right. Listen, say it. I think it is. I think it's. I think, I it's, think it's the white man. Excitement. It's nah. like, I think. I think it has something no, to do with the excitement. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 what were you about to say? Yeah, no, not excitement. Yo, I love yeah. the. Listen, Candace Parker. Listen, Tarassi. my favorite, Tarassi, Sam- my favorite Simone player, Augustus. Yeah. Teresa Weatherspoon is my favorite player of all time. Teresa Weatherspoon would bust a lot of bench players, NBA's ass. Tarassi, yo, Tarassi would bust a lot of bench players, NBA's ass. Like yo, I'm just saying that listen, I I like WNBA. I'm sorry, I I love it. So 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 you 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 think it's just money that's stopping the WNBA? You play money? Did did you play high school basketball? Yeah. Like for a team organized? Oh come on, man. (laughs) All right. So then. Got it just as far as you. (laughs) I doubt that. Because I made it to college. Let's not digress. Let's not digress. All right. I, I'm just saying, like, I love WNBA. I right. think Candace Parker is 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 putting them on the map. I think... Maya Moore. Maya Moore is disrespect. I think Maya Moore could average 15 points in the NBA. Well, my question is still, what do you think could help... Them. I just that's what that's what my I feel like the white like man should just feed on to WNBA. I think so it's that, I, I think it's the owners. I think it's the owners. Do you think that there's anything that can help them? You know what people anything. have people have proposed like like a doubleheader for the seasons to mirror each other. 
Like, so you get, like, two games in one, basically. That works. That I like that. So right. The male work. game and the female. The male game, yeah. But a lot of the women play overseas but they, during but they, the winter. But then you would change the season. Like, right. you know, okay. so they would right. they would mirror each other. And probably wouldn't be as long, but, you know, just to get the fan And base. I'm sure overseas I, I will so. work yeah. will work with, with them. Yeah, so, so, sure. so you advocate for that? I don't know. I, I just don't. I, mean, I just think the fan base isn't there. I think it's growing. Um, I think this final four this year was spectacular. Probably one of the best. Notre Dame. Yeah, one of the Louisville game, like UConn, like them losing twice back to back. I think this these last two years, final four on the women's side have been amazing. Probably the best basketball in years. I think so, so too. So I think it's growing. I, I just don't think that it'll ever, you yeah. know, reach the I don't know level of men's basketball. Yeah, it's kind of tough because, like, what you say, it has a lot to do, you know, like with the money because that's why a lot of that's why a lot of women go overseas See, yeah. to get and they would love to stay here if, course, if they could if they, they would love to but, but if they're getting the freaking they're giving them the millions bags, food, then, then yeah. why the hell are you going to stay here you know so hopefully you know down the line they know that it's and if, if you happens. look online like this preseason a lot of WNBA players advocated you know, that question was asked. And, you know, a lot of them was like, you know, listen, we wish we could stay here. You know, we wish they would pay us more. And, you know, we're going to keep playing hard and we're going to keep growing this game, you know, until we get to that level. And I don't think, like I said, it'll ever get to that level. But can it get better? Of course it can. Well, let me ask another question. Does Do those overseas games, any of them, they get televised? Yeah, they're streams. And I think probably maybe the cup games, possibly. Depending, I think some of the Chinese games are at the end of the day, they, get, on. they get the bag. But yeah, but they, that's where they get majority of their money so from. So is there any way that you could help boost those streams to, to get it to a, a level where Yeah, I think if a, if a TV company picked it up, the ESPNs, the SNYs, yeah, Fox. Like, you also got to understand, like, overseas market, they're making, they're making, they're making money. They're making money, yeah, they like, are. What, they, what girls basketball make in the U.S.? They double it. Yeah, or quadruple it, yeah. Yeah, but, they, but doubling it is the average WNBA player, if they're not getting what they're getting here, they want to go overseas. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So the so the average WNBA player. So I, I'm just trying to figure out how you. The average salary here is is thirty thousand dollars. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. So you're getting thirty thousand to go overseas and maybe get. No, 60. no, but no, but it it depends too because think about it. They're only paying those top players that type of money. So think about it. Those are the ones who need it. Like you know, so the rookies. You know they're they're grateful for sixty thousand dollars. It's right, better than right, when you right, get right. in college. Better, you know, so in time you, you have to build you, yourself you got, up you to all, that when, to that platform. Basically. So when you go overseas, that's what you do. You have to build your resume. Your resume. So for let's sure. say I don't go overseas and I don't get the sixty thousand. I'm gonna stay here and play in the Some WNBA. Coach. Some people coach. No, no, I'm gonna stay here in WNBA when I can make thirty. Feel me? Thirty compared to sixty. What you that's what I'm saying. Stress. Fresh up, so I'm gonna go get this 60. 60. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna get this 60 and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna make 30. That's 90 on me. That, mind you, when you get a per diem for food, you're getting your, your housing paid for, you know, so it's little things that go a long way when you don't gotta pay $1,500 in rent every month. Rent. Motherfuck gentrification. Yes. So, no, it's, it's real. It's so real. Before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you two questions. 
Okay. One, will you uh, ever consider like coaching uh, boys? Two, would I think it's the whole Becky Hammond, you know, being uh, trying to. Be I was thinking about head. that. Trying to become the first, you know, uh, women's coach. Uh, I don't for an mind. NBA team. For an NBA team. I don't even you, mind you, that. Uh, how do you feel about that? It's funny. I um I joke with our men's staff all the time. I'm like, can one of you guys hurry up and get a men's assistant job? I mean, head coaching job. So you know, I can just be a director of basketball operations on the men's side of soccer. Relax. I don't gotta recruit. I don't gotta move. You know. So I always joke with them. But I just it's funny. Um, I want to say Vermont or Maine just hired a woman on staff as an assistant. That's what's up. Yeah, so you know the game is on is definitely it's evolving. Yeah, it's evolving for sure. Um, I don't think me per se I would want to go on the men's side. Um, really? That's yeah, I think that's really? a whole other demon. Why? Yeah, I just think the men's side is a whole different. Coach, what's up? Doing later. Pick this three. We gonna get some shoes. What are you doing later, coach? I like you. I want to hit the coaches. Yeah, so I don't think me per se, I would want to transition to the men's side. Um, I'm all for women, you know, trying to I actually hope more head coaches and administration take chances on women to, you know, move to the men's side because knowledge is knowledge, you know, and mm-hmm. it, I don't care if you're a female or male, like, you know, how you study the game and what you, the time that you put into it, it will show in due time. So I don't think um, sex has a... Okay. You know, a way to say whether or not you should be on one side or the other. Because even on our side, it's a lot of males on the woman's side, you know. Right. So, I don't think and that has... Don't looked at no way. No different. No That's different crazy. at all. And, and it's crazy. funny because they said at the Final Four that we need more women's coaches as head coaches. Like, yeah. just so our players could see that... I'm a huge Don Staley fan. I love Don Staley as well. One of my favorite players. That was like, a Razza random. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, but, you know, they, they say that, you know, our players need, you know, to see more role models and, you know, women should push to be more head coaches because it's a lot of male head coaches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was one thing that was presented that, you know, women need to have that empowerment to be head coaches. I have a question, Kev. I have a question. Okay. To our Absolutely. esteemed guest. So, you, you're a hooper, which means... She's a high. Uh, no, she played D one. She played D. She played D one. That's you, nothing. To, that's nothing to sneeze at. Most of us here are, you know, we're in we're in a store, Fame NYC. Shout out to Fame NYC. Um, big big sneaker connoisseurs. So for you, being a hooper, are you a sneakerhead? Or it's like, I'm a hooper, so I wear sneakers because I have to, but are you a sneakerhead? Or are you one of these new... Cause no, I'm about to, no, can no, I go no. on a 30-second rant? Yeah. Okay, 17 seconds. 17. 11 seconds. You are limited to no. one rant. Yeah. Yes. One, that's one. it. No, that's it, you're done. I'm sorry. So, so go on, ask her about the sneakerhead. So she is a sneakerhead. You're, you're, you're a sneakerhead. Are you? No, yes? I, I like to keep up with the trends. I do. I, I can't disagree with that. I wear... What was your favorite shoe to ball in? I mean, she drives in a Mercedes Benz. Oh, I didn't. I didn't say all of that. <laughs> what was your favorite? Yo, and shout out to my man Shaq. Cause that nigga wild quiet over there. What, what was your favorite shoe to hoop in? I used to play in LeBrons and Kobe's when they first came out. 
Just like LeBron on the court, but yeah. they wore his shit. That's crazy. I did. Kobe was uncomfortable back then. What was your favorite? That nigga was confused. Beloved, beloved, beloved. Beloved, beloved. What was your favorite lifestyle sneaker to wear? Like a trainer or? A trainer, a Jordan, a SB Dunk. What? I think Uptowns were huge. Air Max 95 were huge. And Jordans. Yo, we old. Jordans. So. So in terms, you being on a coaching staff for a Division One institution. Oh, sneakers and gear are everything to kids nowadays. Everything. Do, does your collection rival your players? Yeah, they have things does. that I don't even know that come out, so they keep me, you know, updated with things. It's so like, coach, okay. these are gonna look nice when you like get these. Okay, so, so bridge, they bridge yeah, the they gap bridge for me, you. They bridge okay. the gap for okay. sure. Okay. Um, and we're under, we're sponsored by Under Armour, so. Yeah. Okay. So I need to talk about that. Give me. Under contract. Under contract. Okay. 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 I'm not gonna mess it up. I'm not gonna mess it up. Let's move on. They Let's love move Steph on. Curry. I can tell you that they love Steph Curry. Oh my. They love everything. Yo, that dad shoe residue. I can't. I'm sorry. Chill, man. Mm-hmm. She got a pair. Yo, I'm about to fucking. I'm so lit right now that Papa Dio ain't saving me right now. Uh, yeah. So that's actually it for my uh, question regards. Uh, no, I'm lying. So, what message do you have for the upcoming females that are hoopers? The reason why I'm asking you this because. Now with like social media, kids think yeah you put like a ten second clip and that means you know that you're it, recruitable. You're recruitable and that you're really like working hard. When in reality, it's like you work hard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta like bust your ass. Like think about like those times. I'm pretty sure Nick took you to the playground busting your ass. <laughs> you know and like really like schooled you. You feel me? So it's like what, oh, what's the like. You know what, that's a very good question because I tell people all the time, if I knew then what I knew now, you know, I would have done a lot of things different. I Like, I thought I had a good work ethic. It could have been better. Right. You know, now when I look back on things, um, and, you know, well, don't why, give no why, jokes. Don't well, give no well, jokes. Why you say that, though? I would say, don't give no jokes. This this should come, no comments after this. Oh, wait, wait, I, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 say that again. It shouldn't no, be no comments. No comments. No comments. No comments after this. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, no comments after this. No, no, no comments after this. D2. Clarkson. Right. Edgar is the hardest working person I knew growing up. All right, but that's because he got hurt or before he got hurt? Before he got hurt. Before When we were in high school, like, and I tell him this all the time, like, he definitely set the bar very, very high. Um, and it's funny, like, I, say, I used to joke with him all the time, like, that Sebastian documentary was him. And, he loves that shit. And he, yo, he loves it. And, you know, and that was him. So, like, I would, that's why I started the... Through the wire. The, yes, that's why I started off by saying if I knew then what I know now, you know, I would have done a lot of things different. And, like, now, recruiting, like, to play hard is a skill. Like, because kids don't play hard anymore. Right. You know, so I think that's number one, you know, that I tell, you know, kids that are, you know, trying to be recruited and, you know, want to go Division One and things and of that nature. And a lot of parents know more now. 
they're, they're more educated, but it could be bittersweet. Uh, it's bittersweet when parents are involved in their kids' recruitment and you know how their kid is getting better. And it's evolving. bittersweet for you. It yes, bittersweet, yeah, it's bittersweet for, for them. them. I agree. I me? agree. So because um, they want what's good for their kid, kid of think. course. Well, they want what they think is good, good for, for their, their kid. kid. And you know, for conversation purposes and. Uh, for conversation purposes, like, you know, people criticize Alonzo Ball's father. Like, I, I love I, that man. But I commend him as well, too. Like, you really? do what's so, best so, for your so, kids. I love JBL. I do. And, right. you know, people argue and say, oh, he's doing too much of this. But that, you do that no for way. your kid. Right. If people could agree to disagree. I definitely think it's a very interesting topic. Um, but, like I said, playing hard is a skill now. So, you know, that's one thing. Um, and, like, perfect your craft. Like, you can't just get in the gym for 30 minutes. Like, you know, you have to be in the gym, like, day in and day out and, you know, get better at things. And then let it translate when you get to college. You, like, don't think just because you've gotten to the collegiate level that that's where the work stops. Like, that's where you get better. And just taking constructive criticism, like, you know, being able to be coachable, I think that's huge. Um, and also finding a balance. Like, I think kids nowadays don't find that's, a balance between, you know, school and basketball and life. And, you know, that's huge. And it's so crazy. Like, I don't want to get too in-depth in it. But, like, we deal with a lot of mental health issues. And, you know, that's Mental huge. health. Talk. Shut up by Glory. today, but yeah, it's definitely a it fact. It is. And so, you know, it's so, things of that nature that, I'm, you know, where I say find the balance because... It definitely is, you know, beyond basketball. So, you know, it's just it's just a lot of different things. But, um, you know, having a good circle around you and positive people and just all those type of things that, you know, will yeah will help you get to that next level when you're dedicated and you know this is what you honestly want to do with yourself. Episode nine, Hey Now Podcast, a conversation with a bunch of nobodies. With Ms. Marissa Flag, thank you so much. Of course. I apologize if, <laughs> if us nobodies are a little bit extra, but this is how things go. Okay. And I just want to get the cameraman <clears throat> on my man. Oh, shout out to you. Let's get shout back to this. Because yeah. this is what happens when you don't eat at home. This is what happens. Like, you could count his bone in his back. Yo, like, you could count his shit. That shit is crazy, bro. Pop Hater 420. Yeah. Huh. I said I float like a butterfly, I sting like a bee I've been having conversations with a bunch of nobodies And you could tell them what's the topic, they gon' talk about it And they hit from every angle, swings just like E-Honda My team steady winning, with no championships You like Wesley Johnson when I handle a shit My chain's on in the dark, it look like candles is lit I make all the plays, I do not ride the bench my efficiencies, 100%. I get paid to talk to jazz. I work for Donovan Mitch. <laughs> you see all this fashion like Odell with the kicks. Dance moves a Broner. Hit like Bronze Bomber. <laughs> Dame Miller, don't want to switch up the click. And I must protect this house like Curry is at his crib. Big baby buzzing like Kimber Walker. Shorty had a jumpman's on, so I faded on her. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. I said I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. Just having conversations with a bunch of nobodies. My dogs.